Hi, hi, I'm Shailesh Vikram Singh. I'm founder of uh, Massive and Climate Angels. The era of giant internet startups is coming to an end. That's the big theme of this episode featuring your host, Akshay Dutt, interviewing Shailesh Vikram Singh, the founder of Climate Angels. Climate Angels fund startups who are solving problems around climate change using technology. Shailesh puts across a compelling argument that the next trillion dollar companies will be climate tech companies, and we already have seen Tesla as a trailblazing example of this. Shailesh is a veteran venture investor who shares his lessons from his journey in investing and his take on the upcoming trends. Stay tuned and subscribe to the Founder Thesis podcast on any audio streaming platform to learn how the savviest investors in India think. Suppose I am Lucknow, I, I got a job with UTI, Unit Trust of India, which is one of the largest mutual funds those days. I think uh, there, this ICICI of the world were not born uh, and UTI was the largest particular market maker. Uh, to minus close to 6,000 crores and to give a sense of the investment speed which we used to do. So we, I was part of a department of investments, which was, I think, team of probably six or seven people. And we used to deploy 200 crores plus every month, 200 to 500 crores every month into unlisted markets. I'm not talking on the listed markets, <laughs> right? Uh, into NCDs, into the pre-IPO deals. In fact, uh, com uh, that time, Sanjeev, in other companies, mm-hmm. come and pitch us uh, with this deck. I spent a lot of time on this, yeah. So, okay. so and how old so, were you then? I was twenty-five, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. What an exposure! So, Such a young age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, those days, you know, you everybody because you tell the big daddy. So whether it's Anil Ambani or whether it is uh, Ajim Premji or Shivnath, everybody used to come, and because Jute was the major. In fact, uh, you'll be surprised, till 99 or I think till 2004, every balance sheet used to have a clause, a uh, line, uh, investment from UTI. So UTI was yeah, every company has a term. <laughs> Money is from UTI. I remember NIT coming in, pitching about their yeah, .com model and we are saying that we own you. <laughs> we are the largest shareholder in NIT. <laughs> so you are pitching us, <laughs> our own company. Oh, so if, there's not a company in India whose uh, whose file was not in UTI, <laughs> any company. So because UTI was the largest investor in the market, in every company we used to be there. Yeah. So that is interesting. Interest, yeah. You fairly quickly uh, you decided to like move out, become a founder. Uh, you know, yeah. What What was the trigger? So no, I was. I think I'm a born founder because uh, from a childhood days, I have always doing something, starting something. Like say in college days, school days, I was running a full library, you know, a hundred of comics, <laughs> renting them out, running it. So I always used to be those experiment. I I kind of ran, try to run a advertising agency also in engineering days times, right? I was called SVSAD, Shilish Consulting Associate Design, you know. So <laughs> I think I'm a guy who always uh, get a kick when he start something. So when I was UTI, I saw the dot-com happening and I realized this is the boom. This is going to be much bigger than what is going to happen. It was 99. It was really exciting. And dot-com boom is happening. And we are sitting in the middle of dot-com, right? Uh, and UTI in Bokwe. And then I decided to do this cool avenue. So one of my other partner, Lokin Tomar, uh, he was also from Aimlakno and we were usually in the same flat. So UTI used to provide you a very well-furnished flat in Bokwe. A very nice three-bedroom house with a... 
a heavy band, a whole everything. The only thing you need to carry your clothes. Even the towels were given by company, <laughs> right? Uh, so, so then, so the then we, you know, companies would give ambassador cars to their employees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. UTI doesn't you to give that, but the house is very nice, right? And UTI used to get promoted. Uh, the house used to shift. So from Malad, you can reach to Kafred in thirty years time. Uh, so <laughs> that was UTI. Uh, so uh, Lokin and I kind of uh, got really excited and debated uh, what can be done. And uh, uh, job as definitely seems a good idea. Nokri.com was uh, there, but uh, it seemed very mass thing. And we thought there is something needed for MBAs. We thought that the McKinsey's or Goldman of the world will not, what you call, uh, come to Nokri.com to post their jobs. So we created a site called Cool Avenues, which is the, the focus only on MBA jobs. And what we did, uh, so we registered this thing, uh, worked uh, part-time, what you call on the building site. Uh, we got a kit to uh, design our website, but he couldn't do much. Then I ended up writing the whole HTML myself, uh, manage the server. And when we launched, uh, we did it like very crazy thing. What we did, we went to IAM Ahmedabad and did the placement coverage live. So what we're doing, as the offers were given, uh, we were constantly updating on website. And this went viral. It went really viral uh, because what happened, uh, the team, uh, that those days of placement wars were going on. I think Lehman Brother and Goldman Sachs were there. Then Lehman Brother guy called his team. He said, you have not made any offer and Goldman has made 10 offers. What are you doing? So he said, uh, how do you know? He said, I'm watching on Cool Avenues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were uh, sitting in the, I'm in the Wat campus and I was uh, Indra Parikh. She was the dean then. And she said, yeah, you can. Uh, so we were just making the page and I was uploading the page constantly wow. every minute. It's like and, live tweeting. You know, yeah, yeah. Live tweeting. What you live tweeting is there. That time we are doing it. And it went like viral. Like say, who didn't know Cool Avenues those days? Like, every I'm by. So, you know, I'm by. Then the comment inspect it. Then we became the first print story, I think. Then CNN uh, did a story on us. Uh, even Newsweek did a story. So we went really crazy viral. And uh, uh, quit your job? Like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. And then they thought we should resign because, you know, we already, <laughs> then we resigned from the job. Uh, but we did all these IM uh, placements, Lucknow. And in fact, we started this trend. And then Business Today said, came to us and they said, can we do a joint survey? So then, became what we call Business Today Cool Avenues Joint Survey. And those days, uh, print magazines used to be a very big thing. So Business this Today was, was like very... like a school ranking survey. Kind of. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did that. Uh, we didn't do ranking, but we did the placement surveys. And I think that went on for 10, 12 years. Uh, earlier it was with Business Today, then Mint started doing it. The whole page used to come and used to get Cool Avenues, all that. So we achieved all this without zero marketing. And uh, if I think of that those days uh, well uh, in fact I, I remember the kind of service we managed uh, we managed more traffic with much less tech and something with today's startup I think I think they are much overloaded right they are founders that involve their five founders right <laughs> five things and still raising a million dollars before doing anything and here we have done the whole thing without even a single penny spending I think the total money we spent was less than a lakh rupee wow. and this was seven years yeah, yeah, from our savings, right? Uh, so did some lag repeat. That too, that lag repeat happened because we have to travel to Bombay and the bad by flight. Yeah, we couldn't, uh, because Bangalore was far away from Mumbai. And the placements are happening, uh, everything very, very fast. So we just, travel cost was there and some coder cost. Uh, the guy who we outsourced to deal the site, he charged us some lag repeat or 50,000 rupees. <laughs> so, so with that, we got in business and this started very, really, very really well. And we got a good funding uh, offers, I think, uh, 
Uh, but I think we got greedy or it, uh, something happened. We are still negotiating the Tubsies and the Nasdaq well, uh, you know, it crashed. Uh, so we thought, uh, so everybody, the logical choice was to go back to a job. We didn't and do that. So far, uh, there was no revenue. Yeah, at that time there was no revenue. Uh, so, so what we did, uh, again, we are founders. So I could have gone to Equity Search or whatever I was doing, but we thought let's just run it. So we uh, quickly, what you call, what happened then, uh, Reliance was launching uh, their telecom thing and we got a call from the senior guy from there and say, we are, yeah, we are not our, um, the main guys were launching uh, MDA's office. Uh, so from them, we got a call that we are looking to hire. Can you help us? Because you know everybody in NBA. So we, we quickly morphed into what called recruitment and we, we have a job section, but then we made it. And I think uh, within uh, three months, we got some 50 clients. So whether it's in Ustan Levar, whether it's Bank of America and we crazy things. So while we, like say, we are hiring for Hindustan Lever and we become one of the top recruiters of Hindustan Lever because uh, we we knew what, what they want and we were, the stuff we're doing. So we got from 50 odd clients in just four, five months. This was like a services business? Like you were working yeah, like an agent? Yeah, yeah we are working like a recruitment. But the point is that. Yeah, yeah. But classified. Yeah, no classified, but the point of our reach was far bigger. In fact, even Nokri identity team used to come in and buy the cool avenues. So we are charging money for it, but that's too low, right? Uh, here we are, my single invoice used to be 3 lakh, 4 lakh, and those it was good. So I think we are earning some 40 50 lakh. We start earning 40 50 lakh. <laughs> Just two guys, <laughs> right? And and Kulu has become such a big brand name that a lot of people used to know, everybody knew about cool avenues. Nobody knew that it is done by two guys sitting in a small room. <laughs> <laughs> where they were not even uh, cheers, just mattresses. And I remember there's a, uh, one guy uh, met him. He said, oh, what you do? I said, I, I work with Kool Avenue. He said, oh, I know the founders very well. If you want any help, let me know. <laughs> so I said, sure, sure. I will put, ask you for a word. Yeah, they're good friends, right? You know, now people talk. <laughs> so I used to assume that it, uh, and I remember uh, once upon a time, I think, some very large bank in their head. And she said, uh, can I join you guys? Uh, I said, sure. And she said, why do you come over? So we went to meet at house. I think it was a uh, in APNC or somewhere, sea-facing bungalow, not bungalow, sea-facing apartment, but a 5,000 square foot kind of apartment, right? Uh, overlooking the whole Arabian Sea. And she said, she, can she come to our office tomorrow? And we didn't have an office. And we were thinking, will she travel all the way to Malahad or Andheri? <laughs> and there's no, nothing to offer. We said, yeah, you can work from home. Why need to travel? Well, no, no, I'm very keen. You guys are really building something very amazing for the next level. And we are large, but uh, you guys are in the league altogether. So, so that was that. So, so, so that journey became very, very exciting. <laughs> so, so I think we became profitable within a uh, six months time uh, and uh, fairly good money was coming in. Yes. But uh, recruiting is a very people intensive business. Because you need telecallers who will call cats, who will do interview scheduling and all of that. So ours was much simpler. Uh, so the point is we have built this side. So our reach was much, so we, what we built, so our uh, model from day one was basically passive job seekers. We say the market is not for active job seekers, for passive job seekers. So what we built using content, we have large list, Yahoo mailing list, right? We just used to post a job there. Everybody used to send a CV and call. And immediately, you know, it, it was much efficient. We used to do that. Uh, so for us, the, the, what you call the conversion ratio was far higher than anybody else. So in fact, I remember Hindustan Lee was sending us a calling, somebody called from Hindustan Lee saying there's a check pending for you. I said, what? He said, you have referred a guy and he's hired and you have not collected your, uh, mm -hmm. invoice. So that was the level of ethics there. 
right? I think we were paid some highest commissions and uh, very ethical company. So, so that was a very big thing. Uh, so yeah, that was really exciting. Yes. And you were there for three years, so it continued yeah, yeah. to earn recruitment services. For yeah, yeah. So, no, so what happened then, uh, we went to one college, very large college, and they said, can you do our dean intro? And we used to do that because we, I was heading editing, uh, so we used to do a lot of content. So a lot of content used to come. Uh, we said, yeah, sure, we'll do the intro. Then the dean said, uh, so what are the cost for this for a year? So then my friend and I looked at Jitha, we said, yeah, it costs you a lot of fees. He said, yeah, fine. <laughs> So that channel started. So suddenly, uh, every school was paying us money for recruitment, advertising, everything else. There are thousand things was happening. So, in okay, fact, so our, you would intervene admissions, like, uh, no, we're not helping. No, 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 nothing. We just used to do that. In fact, we did a very funny thing. In fact, what happened? We created a classified section. Uh, so uh, I was sitting in IMS office. I said, why didn't you advertise on this? And he said, okay, I seen classified people are selling old notes of IMS. So we have a huge inventory, unsold inventory lying with us. Uh, can you dispose it off? Because we can't sell it. Uh, can you sell it? We said, sure. I think they have, we sold on old IMS packers which are lying in their uh, go down in three months. It just got sold. There are people who from Bharuch, I remember buying 100 copies, this, that. So we used to get the order uh, for sale uh, and we used to keep the money, the many money we used to transfer to them and they used to, you know, ship it. Uh, our job was to just get the commission. That's all. So, how did you manage the payment gateway? Was there a payment gateway? There's no payment gateway there. There's nothing. People used to, band transfer, people used to do, we used to get an email and then we do that. Or people used to mail us courier checks all the time the checks used to come. So, and we started with sold books also. I remember there was a Peter Drucker series. Some book used to sell for 3,000 rupees. I think we sold some hundreds of copies of that. Uh, those man-made books. Very high-end stuff we used to sell. Anything. Your school has a very high-end traffic those days. Very, very high-end traffic. And we're doing this without any funding. There was no funding, nothing at all, right? Uh, so, that's <laughs> Okay, interesting. So, you had recruitment services as one line of revenue. You had yeah, campus yeah. trade as the second line of revenue. Then you had commerce, which was like... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, everything. Seminars. People used to sell their seminars, list their seminar section on our site, pay us. Listing fees. So, a lot of classified money. Like, say, somebody's organizing some training seminar, you know, some college. They, they used to pay us MDPs, guys. They used to pay us listing fee. With small, small checks, all the time I keep on collecting checks and depositing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, what happened at the end of three years? So, it was going fine. Uh, the two things happened. One was... Uh, so it's a very sad thing which happened. Uh, so we were growing fine, uh, but we were always thinking that fundraising is not happening. We should be able to raise money, raise money, right? And money raising was not happening. So we are getting tired of this thing and we are not supposed, head renting is not a really exciting business. Then what happened? We had two very large corporates in India, very ethical corporates. Uh, they didn't pay us money. Uh, right. Uh, they hired the candidates. They never sent a check. And paid one guy, I have to you know, almost threaten the senior HR director and they paid the money but cancelled our contract. Very, very respectable in company, Indian promoters. Very, very highly ethics. And then I realized, see, I was in UTI where, you know, everybody come and uh, kiss your feet <laughs> to give you yeah, money, right? right. And, and we see we don't want that. So for me, the ethics is something non, non-negotiable. And I said, if I have to win the service business where the HR guy is going to pay money, I'm not going to win that business. I don't want to do that. And which has happened. So they want to spread them in Hindustan Lever, one of the most ethical companies. Uh, and then you have this uh, so-called uh, high ethics companies. But 
where the child department expert to pay the money. I said, we are not. Yeah, there's the old school traditional Indian companies. Yeah. Uh, we didn't, never dealt with old school Indian companies because it was more banking, finance, uh, IT, you know, high tech, all those things were there because that's where the MBS goes, right? IMBS goes there. Uh, so I was not really excited about it. I said, uh, I think I'm, let me go back to investment. That's one opinion also said, yeah, we are not uh, going to do this. Uh, we are not here to make money, right? Beyond the point. We are here to change the game. And if it's not exciting, we're not going to do it. <laughs> so, so then enough, uh, we, so then we went back to finance. <laughs> what you, you, you shut down school avenues. Not shut down. So there's a guy, there's a family, uh, there was something. So they said, leverage take over them. We transferred the business to them. Uh, then I wrote a, uh, so they were, uh, I write a mail to, uh, MD of GFL, uh, Mr. Vashne. And I said, I am an entrepreneur. I'm looking back to join this. I, and he said, why do you come over? <laughs> so I went there and said, yeah. I went back to Venture Park. Uh, while well, looking at the joint, I think uh, this emphasis guy is Jiri uh, uh, Rao. I think he, he joined Jiri Rao uh, in this office. Uh, so that's what we did. Okay. okay. So uh, GVFL is, a, uh, is like a proper VC, except that like it's government back. Yeah, so it was backed by CDC and the government uh, of Gujarat and it was a very proper VC and I did a very interesting deal there. There's a company which in 2003 said that the mobile will blow and mobile phones will need an OS and no is building an OS because those days people were doing those Symbian and all that, yeah? Nokia and that is very, very bad. So we will create an OS for mobile because Chinese and the mobile when they take out, the China will take out and China will need an OS and we will provide the OS to Chinese mobile. That was a thesis in 2003. And can you beat that? All right. Uh, yeah, so and we put that money in that, but uh, market happened when it happened in 2008, uh, not at all three. So it became it, it was a uh, net, uh, net uh, I can't even recall the name, it was something with a uh, net something, not Ambit, uh, net KL, net something, right? Very, very smart guy, very smart uh, guy from uh, US. And uh, those days, they said, we can give you a ringtone, customized ringtone. That was a big thing. That I call you, then I will get a customized ringtone. You can edit your photo, you can put a mustache on photo. So they are building everything else. Uh, the office was in Kurdan Signature Towers. I have come and visited them, the large uh, coding team. And that those they were building this whole OS because they believe that the mobile will take off, China will rule the world, and China will need an OS because China cannot create a follow word. So we will create that OS. <laughs> right? So it was prior to Android. Yeah. So that is there. But the point is, uh, uh, we funded, but there was no VC ecosystem at that time in India. So second round of funding and all that become impossible. We funded a company in digital payment those days, which was doing a smart card to pay. Because again, thesis was that the micro payment will shift online. That was our thesis. Very, very strong thesis, right? Uh, and so this company has this smart cards. So there's no mobile again, right? So, so. Market just shifted to the, what you call non-cash, but of course not from the card, but more to the mobile, right? Uh, that was, we knew that mobile will come, but two, three, four, that was not there. So we just took those bets. Uh, we did a company in a hardware, also in a manufacturing company. There was a company called Location Machine Tools. Uh, very interested in that. Location went for IP and all that at that time. So, so pretty interesting recent companies. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So then what next after the GVFL So, so GVFL, uh, for because of my personal reasons, I moved to Delhi. Uh, then I uh, worked with Escorts. So Escorts has a NBFC, rural NBFC. So I headed that and uh, they also trying to set up a legal outsourcing business. And they were looking for some entrepreneur who can come and join. I will also tell you in 2003-04, being an entrepreneur is not easy to get a job. 
I still remember when a large rating agency, their MD asking me, ki, how can we use so dumb to start a company? <laughs> right. Uh, then another guy, he said, uh, yeah, we can hire you, but you know, you have been already a founder. So you are already a CEO level. So if you, I hire you to become a senior manager or thing, you want to report to somebody. Uh, very difficult for you, right? So you should only look for the C-level jobs. Right? And to get into this thing. Uh, so luckily, Escort was looking for somebody like that who can lead their uh, legal business. So I, I started building that up. So we built it to some level. In fact, if you know that whole Indian court system today runs on what you call uh, legal cases. So every legal case in the computerized. So the whole Indian high court legal cases are now computerized. So the database called Manupatra, which almost every lawyer subscribe, and uh, you have you fought any case, you do search for it, you get the whole case note. So there's something. So every case you summarize and make a uh, what you call uh, two paragraph summary of the case, not two, one paragraph. Uh, every case is summarized there, right? So that lawyer can search. So the whole thing is done by Mehdi. So every Indian court case today, which has been bought in data bus, was done by Mehdi. And I I use it. Is Escort's product? No, no, no. Manupatra was done by, uh, so Manupatra has outsourced this work to the escorts. Uh, Manupatra was done by these guys, uh, Polyplex. Uh, they used to own Manupatra. I don't know what happened then. Uh, so two, I'm talking about 2004. And uh, all legal cases were summarized by team. And I used those manufacturing process to, you know, build a whole churning out of the summarizing of the cases. I had some 70 odd lawyers working on full time, summarizing cases of all high courts. Yeah. So we build that database those days. So I did that. And then Escort went to see your own thing because they, the group was going to financial turbulence. So so I think they were selling and buying everything else. So that time, uh, someone of my friend, I'm, whom I known for a long time back, uh, was running a PE fund called 2i Capital. So then I joined 2i Capital. Uh, and 2i Capital, we had two investments earlier, is investments we have done. There was a company called Equivalent Databases called India Legal Databases, which are required by Reuters. So we sold that to Reuters. Uh, my friend was a very early investor in India for line, engine investor in India for line, <laughs> right? Uh, so those are deals we did. Uh, there was a company called QAI. Then there we were earlier investors in Peter Wagons, Ideas and Words. It, it was a large P fund. So so did those very, very interesting deals, right? But uh, I was fundamentally a what you call a tech VC. Uh, so my LA is not a, a late stage, more of the early stage because the thing I've done, the thing I've done. Uh, so those days, what I happened, I used, these owners used to come. There was a company called Inkfruit, which came to me and I kind of supported them and connected with Anand Lunia, who was in Seed Fund that time. So we kept on talking all the time. So Lunia said, why do you want to join Seed Fund? Because you are a startup guy. You are not a PE guy. I said, yeah, PE is not uh, something which... Really relate to me. It's good. It's easy. It's a much more comfortable than a VC, for sure. Mm. But uh, yeah, not something. Too much. The universe of investable deals is very small. Yeah, very small. The number very simple. You meet the company. You know, okay, what is the EBITDA multiple twenty or no? This, this, this. All this mass in a minute. You know, right? Uh, but getting exit from is almost impossible in India. So in India, P seems easy, but is much tougher because the ninety percent of founders don't want to give an exit. <laughs> so you end up funding their lifestyle. Uh, so anyway, and then what happened? Our fund went through this very huge air pocket because of lemon prices. One hour will be defaulted. Uh, so we have done the first dot on and the uh, 60 million fund and then the one LP defaulted. Uh, and so this it, was funds from outside India. I'm yeah, sure yeah. India. Yeah, yeah. I'm not 
No, no, that time there was no nothing called, there was nothing called Indian LPs. Indian LPs have no even understanding what happens. So it was the Mauritius fund, and uh, when we have a foreign LP which defaulted, so then then I thought, okay, and then that time seed fund has raised his fund. Uh, so Lunia said, why did you join us? And I thought, okay, and I like that. Part. And they are looking for somebody who deal Delhi, and I was in Delhi. So I then joined seed fund. Uh, and seed fund was very, very early, Mahesh Murthy, Parvin Gai. So Parvin uh, Gandhi is one of what you call, uh, he is the engine investor in a company called, say, India Bulls. He's an engine investor in a company called uh, Avendus, right? Uh, he was an engine investor in a company called India Games. So these are very, very marquee companies of 2000 era, right? When there was nothing. And he was, uh, he's that guy, what you call real passionate about startups. That's what he, what you call, he pleads startups that way. Uh, always ready to back up uh, founders, build it up. And uh, it was a great, uh, great working with him, loving him. So, so that's what I did. Uh, so I, then I joined Seed Fund. Uh, my from first, where did he raise the money? Uh, so we so seed funds uh, first fund money has come from Google, uh, Motorola. There is Sierra Ventures, his own money also, and then next fund we got from CDC UK, IFU, Danish Partner, all this kind of thing. Very very market invest all the time. Yes, yeah, top proper premium proper investors. In fact, uh, my first deal which I missed and I did, uh, I think uh, generation was a company called Lenskart. Uh, so I I liked Lenskart. I thought it. Quit what you call perfect uh, e-commerce model, easy to ship, large number, repeat business. So I really loved Lenskart. I liked Piyush. I spent a lot of time with him, almost two, three months working on it. And then I said, we should do it. Uh, but somehow our whole IC kept on debating this, 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 this. And then he got two offers, one from uh, TCM. Uh, what was the fund name? IDG. All right. No, so IDG, TCM sent a mail. In fact, TCM said, uh, told me that uh, he asked Piyush, this guy sending mail, ask him whether Sequoia and Seat Fund has given Tabshi these ideas. Because he said that Seat Fund will always give a term sheet. Uh, so I think Sequoia gave a term sheet and uh, TCM gave a term sheet. And uh, that was uh, more money than what we are giving. And Piyush was very keen to have us. Uh, but uh, the money was high. So I told Piyush, you should go with the money which is large. Uh, though we really want to do with. But uh, since uh, that guy is giving you almost four times more, so you should go ahead with that. Uh, so that was a uh, interesting thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's so, your anti-portfolio. Yeah, I have a... So Seat Fund has a... Every company in India used to come to Seed Fund, right? Uh, because we are the only one those days. So every company has an anti-portfolio. There's Flipkart, there's Snapchat, you know that. Uh, you name the company, it was anti-portfolio. You evaluated like you bet the buttons and all that. I have not met, uh, before these guys have met, but yes, uh, they have met uh, Balsals and Skunal Bajitato Luni has spent, I think, a lot of time going along with him. That time he used to print vouchers. Established, started with the voucher kind of business. In Delhi, there's a company, I have met them. I, I, so yeah, every company which is there big today will be our anti-portfolio because there's not, no deal we won't see. Uh, because we were the, what you call, the, the fund, right? Uh, in our start, those days were Red Bus. Now people don't even remember Red Bus, but uh, Red Bus was really large. So to give a perspective, when we invested Red Bus, was used to do properly one ticket a month or a week, something. And when Red Bus sold, and it was sold quite cheap, frankly speaking, was doing close to 40,000 tickets a day. And then when the Make My Trip acquired Go uh, Ivy Go, the, the most reliable company there was Red Bus because it was cracking a lot of profit and uh, huge numbers of tickets. So I think most be a billion dollar plus valuation, right? Uh, so there, but yeah, for C20, it made a lot of money. Uh, we are happy. Uh, Fanny was happy. <laughs> so, so that is overall. Uh, oh, but yes, why isn't seed fund like uh, uh, the Sequoia of India? Like, there's so many funds which came afterwards, like say Prime, Dome, 
इंटरनेट So 2017-18, I thought that it is done. I don't see any value here, and I want to solve for climate. So basically, I have a big change of heart. Uh, so you can blame me there, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, because we have this uh, first closing. So think of it: uh, we have 20 million committed, 10 million from CDC, 10 from CD, CDB. Nobody quits that. I mean, I quit it. I I kind of thought so that. So 2016, when you had 17, 20 million. Yeah, yeah. So commitment done, and so it was very smooth. So we have been become much bigger than uh, Blooms of the World. We were anyway much bigger than them. Super uh, can't match because Super has what we call international capital and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But domestically, yeah, yeah. So, so we kind of, uh, so I kind of, I lost interest in terms of internet. I found I start finding very boring uh, with all due respect. And that's where it happened. So then I said, "But the uh, consumer internet continues to be where every other fund is investing in." Like, so my, so, so like my thesis, yeah, yeah. So my thesis was that consumer internet is dead. That I took to twelve to seventeen. Of course, I was wrong because every fund inside from seventeen, I with all due respect, even a monkey would have made money. The way yeah, every uh, company has, uh, you know, gone multiple up rounds, uh, right? Every company has made multiple prawns. So, but frankly speaking, I told you when I'm going to make a very very strong uh, NP statement, uh, which is the consumer is dead. Uh, the only thing is the probably VC or founders are not aware because uh, the fundamental thing is it is not fitting the VC ethos system. The game is over. See, I'm going to publish a paper on this, so won't go much uh, data out of it. But the point is. At the end of the day, VC business is about what you call creating a flywheel or creating is something which can create to turn a lot of revenue, everything else. Ah, this is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So in consumer internet, that doesn't exist. Ah, uh, the edge has been taken by the big daddies. Ah, uh, the point is earlier there was a first one time there's a air pocket where the Microsoft of the world when they were still main friends couldn't move to cloud. But once the all the big daddies have moved to cloud, almost every business has disappeared. Look at Calendly. Microsoft team has consumed it, right? Look at Zoom. So see the Zoom call number of Zoom invites today versus number of team invites today, right? Uh, or Google Meet invite today. It is eating it up. Tell me a single business where the companies have any edge. So consumer internet has no edge, right? Uh, the big ones. Consumer internet include companies like Zomato. Yeah. Zomato, What is the edge? Like a... What is the edge? Uh, I mean, uh, these are businesses which are. Like, I mean, die. it's yes, which Uber has, right? Like what Uber did for transportation, Zomato did for. So, so, so I think Uber, Uber is the biggest case study and biggest tragedy. In fact, I I really like this uh, analogy Uber because everyone say Uber has no cars, but think of it, they have raised the priority twenty billion dollar and no cars, and it's still not making money. So joke is on Uber. Joke is not other the sector. Oh my God, they don't have car. I think the whole consumer internet that asset like model, the fallacy is destroyed because. For a company like Netflix, not Netflix, company like Airbnb and this, think of it. For just a website engine, the kind of capital they consume, billions of dollars for running a pretty website, right? They are websites. They are company which are basically call them call center with a mobile app, right? 
and and they'll get those 100 200 EBITDA multiple for what if the companies cannot generate cash like crazy cash you know that business should not exist and won't exist frankly speaking because this era was funded by cheap money now cheap money is going away right cash will have see at the end of the day every business has just one role free cash flow free cash flow right forget about profit and all i don't care but if you can't generate free cash flow you won't exist later or sooner so the uber need to really wonder and i also wonder why you lose money you very 30 percent commission have millions of rights and they're still just 400 pound business in india that's all right so then there's a very fundamental problem in everybody who's looking at this business what is the value of what right but then basically vanity metrics there's so many people are downloading so many people are forwarding images how does it matter at the end of the day every business you know see i tell you what is the problem in the whole ecosystem and the, the problem is that the vc world is obsessed with storytelling every fund keep on telling you the founder need to tell storytelling so when you tell storytelling it's a poetry right while the share markets don't care about poetry they're pros they need hard work <laughs> we don't know who the ceo of ocean paints do you know you do, do you know who the CEO of ocean paints or tata consumer or Stan Lever for that matter so or, uh, you know, Atul <laughs> Chemicals or Polyplex. We won't know. But the number, quarter quarter numbers, the Buddha numbers is all that we need to know. Share market doesn't care about your poetry. The problem with the founding word, the VC word, that it has been obsessed about poetry. Poetry is needed in the Series C day because you are nothing. But beyond Series C, it becomes number. You know, as a hardcore number crunching. Uh, I was a P fund guy. So we just used to do models and models. Tell me the show and models, numbers, where it will touch 25% every time multiple or not. If it doesn't touch, you will drop. You will see whether this company will become commodity or not. Where's the IP? Will you be able to maintain that? See, the point is, if you have IP, it will translate into higher margins. If your IP doesn't translate into higher margins, then you're commodity. So then there's a fundamental flaw, right? I said I have IP, I have network effect, but still I can't command premium. Then there's a flaw. But but the market is there, no? The world is not going to go back to the old way of ride hailing or the old way of ordering food from a no, restaurant. No, no. The, the point is, they have to, somebody has to solve it. Nah, see the market, you are not willing to go for ride hailing. But will you give the premium? If you're not willing to give premium, then you will go back to ride hailing. No, I mean, eventually, withers or demers, right? Like, right no. now, because of Swiggy, Zomato is not profitable, possibly. Fighting the point is, the point is, who will, who will give, if the IP is not giving you edge, what's the point of this IP? See, you are trading potatoes, right? You are making 2%, 3%. You are you make 10% margin, rotating capital, what you do. Then you say, I bring IP, you become Microsoft, you say 80% every margin, right? You are saying, I have IP, but my margins are even below trading. Who will fund it? So the problem is, I tell you, problem is either the salaries have to come down drastically, what? Elon Musk is doing, right? Or your uh, IP causes, somewhere the correction has to happen. There is somewhere error in the equation. I'm not debating that the market will go back. I'm saying probably the number of people working in Uber have to drop by 80%. Your cost of hosting cloud should drop by 90%. Otherwise, it won't. So this... You're saying these companies are overvalued and because of the overvaluation, they are bloated. Uh, the yeah, cost they, they have been overfunded, yeah. That's why they are bloated. Right? The point is, my sense is because this company, some other will come, some new company will come with 10% commission and 1% cost structure, who will eat the market. 
Yeah, or like what Zepto has done to a large extent, how it's has shaken up the market. I don't know. Even it is losing money, right? Uh, the yeah. point is, the, the the fundamental thing is, convenience is good, but why people are not paying premium for it? Then that means they don't care, right? See, at the end of you have to price it, right? You say, okay, I I I you go to a five star, uh, you pay six hundred rupees to coffee, why? Because you value the ambience, whatever you value. You have the option to have 30 rupees child, right? You don't. So it is able to command the premium. If now five-star guys mm-hmm. come to me and say, boss, I cannot go market 60 rupees, I have to sell 30 rupees. So whose problem is this? Is it five-star guy's problem or consumer problem or investor's problem? It is a high-star problem. Now the model, they are not right because they are not able to demand a premium. So you say, I am giving you premium, but I cannot charge premium. So I am dealing over value, but not getting paid for it. Then I have problem, right? So then there's a fundamental economics problem. Are there any consumer internet businesses that you are bullish on where you think there is opportunity to invest? No, no, I am bullish on consumer internet. We have invested in a company like Beko and all, and there's a bullish. The issue is the, the capital value. Okay, valuation. Yeah, yeah. So depend, like say, see, in India, for early stage, because company is zero and company creates 300 crore revenue, right? It is always a huge. So I am very bullish there. All right. But I am not bullish. So where there is no IP, where you are dependent on, you know, platforms, where platform will eat you away beyond the point, right? That is a challenge. If you Would you so, call uh, InfoEdge as a consumer internet company? Like a B2B? Because it's an it's a, it's a infrastructure company. It solves the need, right? It's a, basically, it's a fundamental consumer internet company, right? InfoEdge. Now they are following a uh, fundamental business problem. They are solving it and they are able to maintain that. But, and and they have been able to pay profitability, right? The point is, are you able to maintain the profitability and whether people will come or not? The good point with InfoJet is all the pie is not so large whether Microsoft will bother in getting into business. Okay. Like like you talk about Noxy.com. Huh. Yeah, correct. Business. Yeah, correct, correct. Uh, it is not so large that the people will come and kill it and monster is dead globally, right? So it is a sweet spot where it is good. Well, not so big that everybody wants to take the pie of it. So my sense is internet, we create its own set of Dhaba businesses, right? Like you have Sukhdev Dhaba, which is 60 crore, 100 crore vertical valuation. Those nice small businesses will be there. I was talking about Sukhdev Dhaba has got evaluation. This you're talking about on that Panipat, right? On- yeah, yeah, correct. I think, I think yeah, if you see the mass, they must be doing more than that revenue, right? I think every day, how many people they're serving? Must be lakhs people serving, right? Lakh into 300 rupees. Every day, three crore, right? So, monthly, I think, yearly, they're churning out probably, you know, hundreds of crore revenue, right? But it's not something where the big daddy of say, Magdibus, say, I will set up 50 dhawas, right? Uh, so, I call the internet, which create this new dhawa businesses, which will be Tiny in a way, 100, 200 crore, 500 crore, 1000 crore revenue. 1000 is SME today. In a, in a share market, 1000 crore company is a small, a small medium industry, right? Uh, beyond 10,000 crore, you are there. So these are only 1000 crore, 1000, 2000 crore, 200 crore profit, 300 crore profit, nice businesses. Doctor.com uh, is also, I think, sub 1000 crore, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nah. So this is a, internet will create tower businesses because the problem is internet is something more. The internet at a low scale is very low cost. Internet at a high scale is very complex. Like say Twitter, right? If you have millions of people logging in, like you look at Zomato, right? For every city, you have to become very costly. But if you have just a Zomato for Gurgaon or Delhi, it's much cheaper. Probably one kick can manage the whole code base. 
whether it's generation, whether it's transportation, whether it's housing, because there's no sand also. You might be surprised or you might be aware, uh, there's no sand in the world. The biggest importer of sand is who? Saudi Arabia. Because construction, you can't use that lizard sand. You only need river sand, right? So, so, it's, so you can't live in this world where everything is constrained today. I'm not doing that the world is ending, not that that, but the point is the constraints are too high. Whether it's the water, pool, everything. So you need to now find engineering and technology or products which work for this constrained environment. And that is the big alpha. And there's a huge alpha. And any company which will come, we will end up creating those flywheels which should generate tons of cash. And that's what our hypothesis is. And when those companies will come, they will, of course, will create impact. <laughs> because that is, their, that is what the, their gene is, right? That is their core is. Because core is impact. And I tell impact, I now know what you're doing. But now it just generates me. <laughs> Alpha, just create a large scale. Can you create a thousand board company? Can you create a thousand, ten thousand board company? If yes, why not? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're saying that companies which solve resource constraint challenges are going to be the next hundred billion dollar companies, uh, as opposed to today's hundred billion dollar companies, which are essentially consumer internet, which are like data analytics based. Uh, what is there like beyond the point? <laughs> Tell me what is the what is the value there beyond the point? What is the edge? Any company you see, there's no edge. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So, within this uh, resource constraint as a broad theme, what are the sub themes that you look at? So, everything. So, look at agriculture. You need companies which have much more precision in agriculture, right? Which consume less than like today, India, whole India use flood, uh, flood irrigation, right? Uh, you waste millions of liters of water. There's no water in whole Punjab, whole north, right? Now, you need to, to give plant just one mm or two to MQ water, right? So you need precision engineering. Same way the fertilizer. Why is the word fertilizer? Little fertilizer. So clean food, clean tech, right? Uh, can you grow organic food at cheaper cost than what one year pay? Can you do that? How you do that, right? What are the cycles there? Those are the things. It's not simple engineering. They're very high end engineering. Better seeds, right? So, so this is what I call constrained environment because you cannot have so much of NPK again. You cannot have so much of what you call phosphorus again. Can you do this? Can not pump so much urea in the, uh, uh, you know, soil. So, so that is there. That's the opportunity. So food is clean. Food is a huge. Uh, energy is huge, right? Uh, how you uh, trans, uh, transition to hydrogen or transition to nuclear, you know, a new area of energy. Then uh, whole building environment. Can you create a building which is much cheaper, much cooler than what it is today, right? So so every year. So so the sectors are so many, you know. So we look at this broad sector, but they're, multiple themes inside. So there are some 30, 40 mid-sectors are there. And everything is very deep, very, very engineering-driven, very, very complicated, and uh, very, very exciting. You know, the kind of learning I'm doing here is next level where I never learned so much. Yeah. So uh, let, let's talk about this uh, journey of setting up uh, a fund. So yeah. you set up a massive fund. Uh, uh, what's the process to set up a fund? You You need to... Get an anchor LP to buy. Yeah, yeah. So go. yeah. So the point is, when I announced climate, that was 2018. Yeah, it was quite ahead of time, right? In fact, I always do things which are always ahead of time. So, so I did a very large announcement of the fund, and Fred Vijay and I said, uh, Vijay Shikhar of PTM, I said that to give you to this large fund, uh, a 200 million dollar fund, only to solve climate. But then uh, we did an announcement, and then I went deeper, and I realized that there is no startups. And second thing, the finance business is one business where you cannot have ownership of the market. Like say what we in GFL, right? If you are the only financier, then the market will fall apart, right? Because you will end up 100% of the risk of the market. 
In finance, you have to distribute the risk, right? Why the funds are successful today? Because it's risk is distributed, all right? So Bloom takes some risk, Super takes some risk, XSF takes risk. As founders, we, we always want to do winner-take-all, but this is a very interesting take that as an investor, you don't want winner-take-all. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a counterintuitive because then you will end up the overall risk. Finance is always a risk, right? The first question in finance is not about return, it's a risk. And risk is you cannot eliminate risk. How to mitigate risk? And you can only when you share the risk, right? Because it also brings more knowledge, right? Uh, because you are not the god. You don't know everything, right? Uh, and you learn more from others than what you have. So so we realized that we will end up owning the market. We, that is the most dangerous thing. But we need, we are very passionate about this. We need to solve it. So we spent time. We set up an incubator. We saw the companies, start engaging them. And... I'm very surprised that Malab, it's very encouraging also. The, the quality of company almost was doubling every year. In dot-com days, from 2005, I'm investing. Rather, I'm investing from 2003. Uh, the quality of company used to double uh, uh, in three or four years. Uh, you know, the way okay. used to shift. Okay. Uh, what then, quality of companies here? Like? So when I say the depth of the founders, I will give you an example. Like uh, in 2003, we'll see very, very basic companies. You know, I remember once... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Vijay and I were sitting in uh, IT Delhi. Uh, both about pitching. So somebody was pitching a cow dung company. This is you know very very rudimentary business is what you call. And then suddenly you see that people are coming data. Then they I know that shift is happening and it happened very fast everywhere. Yeah, and the level also like say, earlier in two thousand three four you can see the difference between Indian company and US company from the pitch the UI US. By two thousand ten it has merged. 2015, probably Indian companies were far better than, than the US pitch. The 2010 quality is, and you see 205, then you can see, you know, it is ancient and this is what. So, same way here, the technology was rapidly shifting, right? Earlier technology was everybody was solar, cleaning of solar, some manual intervention, planting of trees. Now it is coming to much, much deeper, right? Data analysis, IoT devices, water, capital, tons of things which are very, very deep tech, right? People are talking of changing their motors. So, there is a, what you call a, BL, a BDLC motor to SRN motors, right? Next level of engineering, uh, which you can't even imagine. SLRN. This is, this is another motor, SRN motor, software driven motors. We are the whole software maker run the motor possible. So there's a lot of engineering which is there, but not possible because software is not there. Today, because of software, the technology are becoming viable. Now, BLDC use rare earth magnetic, ma magnets. Now, this motor doesn't use rare earth magnets. <laughs> Think of it. So no money is needed. The problem with this motor, when the speed starts, you cannot control it. So it can break apart. Now, with the software, you can control it. So suddenly, software makes it viable. Right? So, very, very next level engineering, you are seeing that, which you think is not possible in India altogether, right? Uh, so, 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 what I, so we thought that we need to build a whole ecosystem. And that's why we, we kept on working. We ran the incubator. We ran multiple competitions for, for UN, for Amplus. We, we saw some 400, 500 startups, right? Ran some five or six boot camps. And then when we realized the market is getting, so first we set up a angel fund, which is Kevin Angels. We have, we have not done some 12 investments, I think, uh, which is basically again creating ecosystem because for climate, uh, so I consider climate as almost as a B2B SaaS. You cannot see B2B SaaS until you have a very good connect with the corporates, with a very good understanding of the corporate world. And majority of this company will solve fundamental engineering problem where this big corporate setting. So, so we are kind of creating this ecosystem and today we have some 400 odd corporate members, everybody there. So we are a much layer and where we think now we are ready to launch the fund. So it has taken five years to create the whole ecosystem. 
you what have you done in these five years? Uh, you've not invested in startups, uh, like you announced a two hundred million dollar fund. That uh, but we didn't invest. We 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 didn't start that. We just kept waiting that uh, we created ecosystem and we invested small money on this small company. So we did this twelve angel investment. We did. So we have done that. So we are creating ecosystem now. I think we are ready to roll out the fund which we have with taking on it. What is the value of the ecosystem to a founder? Like, if you know what, what would be your pitch to founders who are building uh, the kind yeah, of business? Our founder, I tell you, uh, see, uh, without ecosystem, we don't exist. To give you an example, when we did Cool Avenue, the the cost of internet was thirty thousand rupees. Obviously, the net connection was not at large. So the when the thousand uh, rupee internet started or three hundred rupee internet started, is created the ecosystem. You could not launch Uber without Google Map, <laughs> right? So, so every every problem gets solved when the ecosystem gets ready, right? Uh, when you got mobile phone, you got to Google Map, Uber is possibility. Otherwise, you know, go back, rewind two years back, can't do anything. Same with today, a lot of tech is there. Today, I have what you call access to those corporates. I can open those large corridors where you need to go and fetch. I can connect those things, right? So those three ecosystems, so a VC always, the biggest value of VC brain is the ecosystem. Right? Not the money. Is that, I can I open those doors where you need as a founder to go and reach? Can you go and meet that guy? Whether it's an investor, whether it's a, your corporate acquirer or as a client, wherever it's are. So it takes time and it takes a lot of time. Today, the whole consumer that we see what is thriving because of a lot of work done by Thai, uh, which built the whole ecosystem. Thai really did a lot of job on that part, right? Then IEN came, IEN did a lot of work. So I think what Thai, IEN, Mumbai Angels, all this network did, then all this got ready to launch. You, you cannot launch one fund on your own, as I said, right? There, you have to have deal flow, then you have to sell their deal to somebody else, right? Ecosystem is needed. So that VC uh, took 15 years to grow. And then you have hundreds of micro VCs today. They all exist because somebody else has done the hard work, right? So so same way, in con- and, and I'm very passionate about climate. So I wanted to create that hard way, right? So we did a lot of things. We tried to bring down the cost for the founders. We tried to bring down the lot of access to capital to founders. So we did whatever like, we can do. You know, first of all, you said you're about 400 corporate partnerships. What is the nature of a partnership here? Are they putting in money for investing into it or have they signed some MOU with you? Or what yeah, so MOU is very standard. When we say the partnership, basically, yes. So they had the first intention, you have to put money. It's a risk in the game. If you don't put money in the game, then it's all poetry. So, so their intention, have they put the money? No, not all of them have put the money, but yes, a lot of them have put the money. So first is the access to put the money is there. Then there is what they call some strategic partnership there where they say, okay, I'm looking for these three things. If you have something, I'm love to engage. I can do investments, whatever we can do. So you get that part. So maybe right? someone like a Coke and Pepsi would want something on water uh, saving. On water, water, on packaging, on plastic, on sugar, anything else, right? So the, the idea is, so, so first thing we said, I'm going to make a very uh, controversial statement. Is basically, we realize that you have to solve the climate and environment. You have to save it from the environmentalist. <laughs> because a solution to not every problem is ban this. Like everybody says ban fossil fuel. Then what? What do you do? Do you want to go to uh, forests? You can't, right? Companies exist because consumers want it. No company is putting the throat down in a product in your throat, right? The idea is how do you solve? How do you get a partnership which solves this problem? Rather than banning or naming and shaming, how do we become a partner where we use your, uh, you know, engineering, technology or reach, whatever to solve the problem at scale? Can I give you a solution? 
And that is much more different way to address a problem rather than, you know, going to the government and saying, ban them, ban that. Uh, so that's what we're trying to help. And uh, we are seeing what can be done. Okay. okay. So in a way, these 400 corporates are like either LPs or potential LPs. No, no, these are, these are corporates, these are individuals. So, but I'm saying these are 400 guys are, are the individuals, become an individual who, come, who represent the corporates. But they are seen as CXO levels and all that. So I have access to that. So I said, I need to tell them the guy said, yeah, this is my company is doing this. Can we set up a call and can we talk on this? So that's what it is. So, so the idea is the ecosystem is always built about visuals, right? Because corporate is nameless, faceless. Uh, and then nobody's ownership there. So idea is to basically have to create a momentum. So what I see climate tech, where the internet, consumer internet was in 2004 or six, uh, when the IEA and Thai were doing the, all the hard work. So I think we are doing all the hard work right now. <laughs> so that the sector takes off, right? Because we saw the climate. Yeah, and you said that uh, you have done work around reducing cost of capital, reducing cost of operating. Yeah, so so the point is, uh, funds are expensive process, right? Especially angel funds are also very expensive. Where they charge two percent fees to founders, this that. So we have tried to eliminate them. Like the climate angel has a platform where founders don't pay any fee, right? Then the even the investors don't pay any fee, and some where they don't pay any carry also, right? So idea is whatever it is to bring the capital. So I'm an investor, I don't want to pay any carry. Yeah, fine, you can do that, right? Uh, I don't want to do this, fine, you can do that. Uh, depending on your, so the idea is how you can make the whole thing much more attractive. And second thing also with the comfort. The guy, I want to invest, but I don't want to be the sole guy. So can I get 30 other guys to come with you? Then people say, fine. So the so idea is, you see, at the end of the day, you can talk anything. The only thing which matters to the founder is captain. <laughs> Everything is poetry. Right. Uh, so until you get the capital and to make the capital come, you have to do what you need to do. Right. You have to create those uh, whatever checks and balances so that, you know, people don't invest in the wrong companies. You have to create the whole ecosystem. You bring more people on the board. You bring more knowledge on the board because the subject is very new. Then you also give the, the future points. Right. So you have to create a, what you call environment of trust where things can happen. Right. Uh, and creating trust is the toughest thing. It seems the easiest part when the trust is everywhere, nobody cares. But when you are the first guy doing this, <laughs> it is kind of uh, possible thing. Yeah. So, so that is very, very critical. Okay, okay, okay. Fascinating. Can you just go through those six investments you've done? What was the thesis for each of those? Why we have done uh, now 12. Uh, so, uh, uh, give me like a quick summary of those investments you what, yeah. what was the thing that attracted you? So the first company we did was Consumer Internet, <laughs> Beko, uh, which is basically that to consumer brand. Uh, it basically is making what they call sustainable. We uh, are washing uh, powder, washing uh, thing, uh, whole sustainable thing, right? Uh, related to whether it's a paper, a bamboo paper base, then they are, they are making these what they call floor cleaner, uh, washing detergent, everything is very, very hygienic thing. So today, uh, the biggest source of water pollution is basically your soap. Uh, because on, on uh, what you call so, use soap, whatever enters the water, destroy the whole water area, right? Uh, which is a very, very big issue because uh, all marine life dies because of that. So these guys have built a cleaner, which is completely biological, safe, and you know, can be even drunk by anything. So not cost to so like it's like the brand. Indian version of uh, method. Yeah, some sort of, yes. And uh, they are doing very, very good growth, uh, uh, growing very fast pace, I think, uh, almost, I say, around rate of half a million or something uh, per month, uh, that way. 
So, so will be a strong company, and I think there's a space to create a 300, 400 crore kind of brand. That's what we see. So, uh, that drove us, I think, probably a thousand crore also, because uh, in this category, the brands are very big. Like Surf Excel alone is around seven thousand to eight thousand crore brand, right? Uh, so, the, to create a thousand crore brand is not so tough. So, as I said, you that you have to be very clear. The margins should be very clear, and if you can create a product which is sustainable, but not more than ten percent premium. Then you got a winner. Uh, so, so that is where the thesis is, and I think the founders are understand that, and they are really cracking it. Uh, so, that's what really exciting for us because change the game. Uh, the other company is a very interesting company. They are trying to solve what you call lead acid recycling. Uh, globally, lead acid is a very big uh, is a very big thing because even in Tesla, it will have a lead acid battery uh, everywhere. There are lead acid batteries. The recycling of lead acid is very very polluting. Uh, from the draining of the lead acid to the what you call burning of the lead, if you see whole Delhi, how the pollution comes from this burning of this lead uh, batteries, right? Because you have to send this lead battery to a smelter at a high energy, burn the lead, and then reclaim the virgin lead. Uh, it is such a polluting industry that the no license has been given to any lead recycling company in the Europe in the last 30, 40 years, right? It's very, very regulated and very complicated. So all lead acid batteries end up being coming to India, Bangladesh, or Africa. Now this company has built this tech and they have got a license to build a plant in Singapore and US. Uh, so they they basically turn this lead into a paste and recover the lead and improve the lead collection process and no better uses. So, you know, low energy, everything else. So, so this is a tech which can change the game of the way lead recycling happens. So it is a... And it's yes. not about ACE. ACE recycling, yeah. Yeah. So if that happens, so obviously that is always if, if it happens, right? So, but the possibilities are huge because venture world is always about the possibilities, right? Uh, so, so the, the the possibilities are really game changing there. Then there is a company called Shiru, which is uh, into uh, lead acid battery, not lead acid, they are into this EV uh, battery strapping and building a vehicle to grid model where these batteries can be used as the load balancing for a grid. So they are building the whole uh, software, everything is around grid to vehicle kind of a balancing system so that spare energy in the grid can be used for the charging batteries and that can be used to balance the grid. So all those kind of software they're building. Very, very dedicated team from Betspilani have been on it for a release a long time now and uh, very, very committed on this. So uh, these are three. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, so hmm. uh, then we have this Pran. Pran is very exciting. So, uh, see, air pollution, whenever we think of the air pollution, we think of, you know, the broader air pollution in Delhi and everything else. But every small industry has a huge air pollution thing. Think of a, even not SME, think of a cement bagging plant or where cements are just, you know, dumped and thrown away. All these poor people, they just put some cloth or even don't put anything else and they really suffer from this. Now, Pran has built this technology which is very good for the large spaces to capture air pollution. Uh, so, so they have this ionization within the pipe. They do it uh, not very costly, but they reduce the pollution in this large areas. They are already running tiles with Tata steel, with Tanish, right? Where all this high polluting thing happen, and he's a huge demand. Everything of every uh, vehicle, uh, uh, this uh, utensil buffing or vehicle buffing, cleaning everywhere. The pollution is very, very, very high, and you cannot use a what you call a filter there because filter get choked in every ten minutes. Uh, and it's very, very expensive, right? So nobody is going to do that, but people are happy to spend something. Well, I see the fundamental thing which will drive us is the basic VC ethos. And basic VC ethos are faster, better, cheaper. 
if you can build a technology which is faster, better and cheaper, you got a mark, right? And that's what you, the company have to do this, right? So that will automatically happen. So if the plant succeeds automatically, so many people will be, you know, have able to breathe clean air compared to what they are otherwise forced to suffer day in, day out. So so that is plant which is doing it. Then we have done a company which is into high-speed racing bike they're building uh, where they have the gear as a power train, not electric motors, but uh, it's an EV bike. Uh, they're going to launch, I think, next one month or so. Uh, so matter. So that, that is also, I think, can be game changer because uh, people always, uh, the whole EV market is very focused on scooters, while India is a bike country. So if something bike with the whole look and feel of the bikes, which is gear changing and all that thing comes, I think it should be able to create it dead. So that is... Uh, it's a bit like a Pulsar competing yeah. with a Pulsar. Yeah, correct, 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 correct. So that range uh, and a very, uh, very speed kind of thing. So that is there. Then we have a company which is financing uh, e-rickshaws. So they are doing that. Then we have an EV charging company creating the whole EV. So somehow now seems like routine, like EV charging and everything else. But yeah, so they, they are fundamentally doing something which is very different. We have been looking at this very, very relative company which are kind of working on the polymer science, which are something. So if you see the word of chemical is also very complicated. Uh, a lot of chemicals are very highly polluting. And there is now a shift going on where people can replace the, these fundamental chemicals with something which is more what you call uh, biodegradable and more health sustainable, something like that. So looking at all the spaces, not done any investment so far, but yes, uh, looking at multiple shades of uh, What's your advice to founders who looking to raise funds from someone like you? Is there a, a preferred way in which they should connect with you? Like a lot of VCs feel that founders should be able to get a warm introduction instead of sending a cold email. You know, what are the metrics you look at? How do you, what kind of founder would you be looking to invest in? Talk about we generally, so a lot of these which you have done, I think a lot of have come through the references also only. Uh, one or two have come through what you call cold email also. The issue is, I think uh, founders should not really worry about it. The founder should write a well-drafted email. I think that is the first uh, criteria and a lot of time founders don't realize that. I think uh, writing the first cold email is the most underrated or most what you call misunderstood concept in the world of VC or anywhere, even every career also. Uh, people don't know how to write uh, and how to pitch, frankly speaking. But in fact, I got so frustrated way back in 2012 that I made a whole pitch, how to pitch to a VC, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very frustrating getting that. And a lot of time, so I tell you, as a VC, you know, we have two errors. One is called type one and type two. I don't know how much you have math, so you know this or not. Uh, so type one error is yeah. So type one error is basically where you think the thing is bad and thing is good, right? So th you think thing is you think thing is good and thing is bad. That is type one error. You think that is a great company, but it is fundamentally a bad company. So that is type one error, uh, which happens with VC all the time. We all VC write 30, 40 percent portfolio. You can say that we suffer that everything. The type two error, which is anti portfolio, where you think it is bad but it is fundamentally good. And they don't want good founders to lose because of bad communication. <laughs> right? With a badly made pitch or a badly made email, right? So you can lose it out, right? So how do you draft? How to do this? So I think the thing which matters is you have to write a small mail. And I think today there's enough material. I think uh, I think those days in 2010 and all, a lot of VCs were frustrated. Because a lot of devs were like that, how to pitch to a VC because Everybody wants them to know, like, we know Kosa did a whole series, how we should make it, tech, how you should do that. Because we all were frustrated that why a good guy is losing out. And I am really proud of myself or my team that 
they might miss a great company, right? Because of the bad pitch. Uh, while we miss on our own mistake, that's fine. But at least not should not happen on the bad pitch. So I think the advice is simple. It doesn't matter whether you connect or not. If you're not connected, that's okay. Uh, but try to good email and I think every good email is see. I think every, if, uh, no VC miss email. Every VC look at all the mails which come to them. And today it's so easy to connect, right? There's links and goes there. Invest in the initial communication. Invest in making a good yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite some time. Don't make a uh, stupid mistakes, right? And then don't make those common mistakes in the fundraising, right? Uh, neither be too overconfident, neither be too uh, decide. So that's there. I think the only thing which matters, the other thing is also, the research should also be to reach home. Uh, that is a much more bigger mistake than reaching out. So first is, you have to make your list whom to reach. Not every fund is your fit, right? Uh, and uh, getting no from every anybody is a bad, which makes your model down. Because, you know, entrepreneurship is the toughest journey. Despite all the today's gyan and sex, everything else, uh, you are basically lone guy studying on guitar. Nobody is listening. Nobody cares. Right? So you are a guy who is playing in an empty stadium. So, so you have to be careful whom you approach and how you approach, right? Uh, so, so doing that research is very critical. A lot of time people don't do that research. They write to everybody. They will write to series BBC also, series CBC also, Angel also, everything else. In today's world, every data is available. There's enough data available today compared to say 10 or 15 years back, right? But still you don't do that research. So, so do that. I think it's much easier today. Today's fun than it was uh, any time. I think never better than uh, doing this, uh, you know, than right now. Because everything is available. And the good part today, because it's slowed down, a lot of fat will go away, uh, right? A lot of people who just want to do a company for the sake of company or for sake of money, uh, you know, will go away. See, remember, you want to start a company not because you want to make money. You don't want to start a company because you don't want to report to anyone, right? You want to start a company because you're mad about something and you want to change the game. And that is really irritating you. <laughs> right so so you do that right that's what your passion comes right because passion beyond a point is a boring right? because you do the same thing 10,000 times every day right like say Tiger Woods hit 1,000 balls every day day in day out 10 years every day 10,000 balls not 1,000 balls not easy no amount of passion can take you through you have to become very anal about it right very crazy about it and that's where the founders have to be there. A lot of founders start because it's cool to be the founder. It's cool to do something. And it's good for money. You will, you will not survive. <laughs> if you are there for money, you will never survive as a founder. Uh, so what, do you look, what are your filters like when you're evaluating? So filter is always to always you look at the market and you look at the team. Uh, and you see the match between the two. Whether a lot of times the markets are made by the founders who are trying to solve it or not wait. Uh, so you realize that somebody will eat their lunch. They will not be able to. Because it's not that the founders uh, don't discover markets. Everybody, and what happened a lot of times is kind of wave happens. So everybody is trying to solve the same problem. Like in 2012, everybody is doing uh, shared cap, right? Or uh, gay mailing services. Tons of founders are doing. But few will survive. In 2008, everybody is doing e-commerce. Hundreds of e-commerce. Yeah, e-commerce. Everybody, yeah. They always come. So waves come. Because, uh, waves happen because of a lot of suddenly the what you call in a user other word is that all great things come you know ecosystem right like so why commerce is starting today because a lot of right companies are there who can provide you labor immediately if you have to organize yourself you couldn't do it right so today uh, the right thing solves your payments are UPI is easy solves your mobile is solved so then suddenly these things happen 
So, so that, so this is the way things evolve. Uh, but the point is, why? How do we choose a founder? Is so, so first thing I tell you, not whether they will stay this or not. Why they're doing it? Uh, until you get that, generally I avoided. Until you know the founder passion is, see, uh, ability to stay in the business is very critical. It's very underrated and overrated both time because you know when to quit and you know when you not to quit. Uh, so and every business is hard. And I, I do not take anything against. A lot of people quit because they cannot support their lifestyle, which is and it's very depressing also. So if you can't, you can't. But the point is we always have to figure out whether this guy will quit or not. This is the bet I try to take. Uh, because there are some guys who, uh, because they say, you know, multiple jail cuffs and J will always come. Uh, so you have to figure out that whether this will guy will survive or not. So when you're looking at a founder and deciding if he's a good quality founder or not, one thing is you're seeing grit. Uh, what else are you seeing? So are basically seeing, grit uh, and second is hustle. I think that the hustle is a very, very important quality. And this is what, because uh, uh, whether this guy will do the himself or will get a consultant to do it kind of thing, right? So the hustle yeah. will always hack it. Yeah. So hence that in also hack it. Uh, I think, uh, you know, whether uh, everybody is doing at 10 rupees, this guy will do at 3 rupees. Well, there are some people who are like that. <laughs> they are born like that. So, if you want to look at a founder, it's nothing like it. Because they will hustle everything. Because at the end of the day, what is startup? Right? It's a hustle. You just get something else and can you create X in 0.2X? Not in uh, X is equal to X, right? So, how frugal they are. How hustler they are, right? What kind of hacking they can do? So you basically look for that kind of quality. You're not looking for any suited guy. You you are basically looking at a street fighter. Yeah, you can do okay. knife fight. Tell me something. You know, like the world's most valuable company, Tesla. It used to be, maybe not now. It, it was essentially this space which you are operating in of sustainability, uh, but. Uh, none of the mainstream funds are really focusing on this and we don't have so many sustainability focused uh, VC funds uh, especially in India I'm not aware of the situation in the West uh, why is that? Yeah so globally I think a uh, lot of disservice has been done by impact guys itself so I think the, the biggest guys to be blamed are the impact funds because the impact fund the first thing they tell the investor they boss uh, you know uh, we are impact fund so don't expect returns from us so when you say impact what investors hear that no return Right. <laughs> so, so you are saying impact and blah blah blah, and he's saying, "Oh my God!" So this is donation, right? Uh, the, so the grant, you human, as we humans are, will never give hundred to uh, grants, right? You get hundred to investment, two to grant, and immediately your location. I think the blame is to take my impact because a, if you are solving fundamentally something big, uh, you will create impact. Uh, B, uh, if something is solving a fundamental problem, it will create profit. Look at Tesla. The number of quarterly profit is huge. It's not a small number, right? Because Tesla commands a premium, which in BMW saves these commands. Right? Uh, but not giving the same level of quality. With all due respect, right? The battery, everything is there. But the there's a delta. That's why it's telling you. If you will give premium, people will pay extra money. There's the only way you need the value of product, whether they're giving extra money or not. So if you're solving a fundamental great problem, why you are saying that I am doing impact fund, I will not give you this. And this whole impact has been what you call taken over by women selling handicraft. I think this is the worst thing to do. Uh, you know, uh, that this is not the job, right? That's the government job to give those. Your job is not to enable this women selling handicraft, right? This is not the market. 
and that doesn't damage. I think the platform have to tell that we generate alpha and we'll create better money because this is the way the market is going. See, this is the only sector where the people and the policy both have moved, but investors are not moved. When everywhere else has the fund, investors move, then the policy, then the public move, then the policy moves. Like, look at e-commerce, look at anything else. And anywhere where the policy moves, and now the consumer miracle happens. Look at UPI. Now, where policy played in what the company, everything just grew like crazy because both are in tandem, right? So, uh, here the policy is moving, beautifully is moving, consumer moving, on the investor is not moving because the every VC is going to him and saying, I am launching a venture impact fund, right? And the, half the time they will invest in calculating impact, hiring ESG consultant, you know, the whole thing has been taken over by, by this uh, consultant and has been destroyed. All right, uh, there's the biggest disservice because as a fund, I can't invest a single penny on measuring my impact. Do you need to measure impact of Tesla? You know, it's obvious. Right, uh, backward impact in your measure, you know, every product just say, <laughs> sells, the chemical is gone away. You don't need five consistent to create a 30 page report on that, right? So, this is the one thing I think the, the onus lies on the funds because a, they are still looking from that angle. Second thing is done by the whole game again is climate, guys. The blame again goes this every time you talk of climate change, everything they talk of some crazy numbers, they'll say 300 trillion dollars will be needed to solve climate. You will need. 200, 500 billion dollars will be needed. There's one. And then they give you another figure. We will become net zero by 2070. We will give, become a net zero by 20, 2000, right? Who cares? <laughs> In long term, you are dead, right? Keynes has said that and that's there. And this case, so this case, two things. One, everybody believes that the A cannot be solved immediately. And then you need a lot of capital. Now, I will give an example. But the in the job innovation is to do exact opposite of it. Look at UPI. Look at banking. If somebody would have come, and it's not somebody, there are tons of RBI reports. Go back to 2006, 7, 8, or 4, when we were investing that. If you make India hold banking access, how many money will need? Every bank needs to get some crazy numbers. You have branch, branch, one ATM will be needed, the service is not there, the volume is not there. So some, again, $500 million would come. That, okay, we'll need to deploy $200 billion to make whole India bankable. Right? Yep. Basically, like financial inclusion would cost two hundred billion. Huh, obviously, now two hundred billion dollars, three hundred billion dollars, because every bank will do it. Now, if you look at the total money raised by all fintechs, Paytm, uh, Phone Pay, Google, I think the whole figure is not ten billion. Is less than ten billion, right? It's six seven billion dollars. In six seven billion dollars, whole India has become banking. That is what the innovation does, right? So you have achieved a whole Indian financial inclusion where every maid has a phone, pay account, everything. One is smartphone of 5,000 rupees, second hand phone for 2,000 rupees and Paytm. You're done. So what Paytm has achieved, the whole financial inclusion, which people have been talking with 30 reports. So uh, that is a fundamental thing. The investor, the, the champion of this, because they all are looking for the mirrors of 2000 to see how this is thought. Or think of 1988 reports, how to make whole India accessible to phone lines. Their report, if we need to lay so many corporate cables, so many phone numbers, then people will get light night. The whole thing happened with mobile phones in no time, right? And people made money, not only employment. They, uh, every telecom guys made tons of money, right? So nobody lost anything. In fact, it was a net positive to society. Money-wise, contribution-wise, everything is. That is a job innovation does, right? And so we don't need hundreds of billions or five trillion dollars to become net zero. You have to you have to think differently. 
and then innovation has to be done and that narrative has to change everywhere because that reports then the Nitya will parrot that then the government will parrot that then the World Bank will parrot that everybody will keep on parroting saying that need some and since it's such a large number nobody bothers because nobody has three trillion dollars <laughs> right <laughs> it's not valuation it's a money <laughs> so obviously it will not happen so basically it isn't putting in a gold box and saying boss it's not going to happen so let us choose some 2070 target 2030 target or you know uh, mission 2500 doesn't matter is irrelevant, right? The pollution is here today now. Can I solve it in the next two years? How will it? And what innovation will need it? Because innovation always got done at 10% cheaper cost. Hurt comes from the thing which you are now thought through, right? Nobody thought through that everybody will have UPI. You go to any shop, any thelawala, any sabjiwala, everybody has a Paytm. Right? So, so, what, so basically, what I say that what uh, innovation solves which the policy cannot solve. I give take another example, right? Uh, the hospital that healthcare cost was increasing higher and higher because healthcare is busy real estate. Now, if you Apollo or Fortil of the world have an OPD doctor sitting there, they have to recover the cost of the whole hospital. Then the doctor cost has to be 1,000 rupees. Now, a doctor sitting in his home can uh, become an app, can discover the patients and can charge 200 rupees. So, tech has solved, which possible will solve. You can pass any law that the, you cannot charge prescription fee more than 500 bucks. But the technology has solved it because now any doctor can become uh, available. So suddenly you don't need real estate. You don't need the pull off it hospital to put patients there, right? Because that patient is looking at the app, is going anywhere. That's what the inclusion does, right? You cannot follow it by law. Or I give example of like driver cost salary. You can pass a law that every driver has to pay so much money, but the Uber and all, it is so many drivers that the salary of automobile went down, right? So, so, so that is the beauty of innovation. It solves the way and we don't know also how to solve. So the only way it can do is to deploy more capital. And so that the governments have to work on that way. And But the thought process that, you know, $3 trillion is wrong. And then it is impact that is wrong. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Uh, tell me something. Uh, do you think uh, there is a role of blockchain in uh, sustainability? Okay. Uh, so I have thought a lot when I have been looking at blockchain not Today, for almost 10 years now, uh, yes, uh, over 13 hours, yeah, I've been looking nice, I've looked at everything. Frankly speaking, I have not been able to find a, any real use case of blockchain so far. Anyway, because blockchain says created trust in a trusted society, right? But so far, even blockchain have not been able to establish the trust given the, all the heads happen all the time, right? All the classical. So if a company like uh, NFT or whatever, uh, NFTs, right? Colas, because the then the, that means that the whole blockchain is not working, right? Because the model was antithesis to it. The fraud couldn't happen. But fraud happened in the most classical financial style. Where the regulators have to come and intervene. And now they said more regulation. Then the, 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 the whole, what you call, thesis of blockchain doesn't exist, right? Yeah. So but, uh, blockchain as a way to reduce uh, friction around Proving ownership, like right now, proving ownership happens through documents, etc. Which could, but it's not very costly today. It's, it takes one keychain, you do Aadhaar and one OTP duck. <laughs> so it's hardly anything. Blockchain is more costly that way. Now maintaining the chain, then they're getting hacked. People create a fork out of it. Somebody hacked this part, create another fork, and then something will start. So I am saying that that it is so complicated, and beyond a point, you need that trust because otherwise, so far, blockchain has not been able to create the trust so far. Otherwise, this kind of not be happening. Right. These scams are happening that show the blockchain doesn't work. 
So blockchain is still a technology in search for market fit. Yeah, I think it is something which is, uh, it's a good type pass for people. Uh, so, <laughs> as in the every revolution, I think leads to what any bubble. Basically, it's a wealth distribution. So, I think it does is to get wealth distribution. It tends to part money from food. <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. Oh, but yeah. So, it, it is redistributing wealth. <laughs> so, that's what it's doing very well. Other than that, I'm not able to find a single business case. And that brings us to the end of this conversation. I want to ask you for a favor now. Did you like listening to this show? I'd love to hear your feedback about it. Do you have your own startup ideas? I'd love to hear them. Do you have questions for any of the guests that you heard about in this show? I'd love to get your questions and pass them on to the guests. Write to me at ad at thepodium.in. That's ad at t-h-e-p-o-d-i-u-m dot in. 